Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. What up, what up, what up, churros family? Well, it's solo sesh today. Kian uh, will not be able to make it as he's still arriving or settling in. Uh, he's flown to Madrid, so he has to settle in. I think he has to rush over to uh, Valdebebas to... Catch some glimpse of Los Blancos in the training session. Uh, so I was warned prior to doing today's churros that uh, I was probably going to have to do it alone. And I thought, you know what, uh, let's wait a day. But today, let's just go live, shall we? It's, like I said, it's been a long time that I hadn't gone live, that I haven't gone live on my uh, YouTube channel. The old D-Spot. Look at that. Little alien right there. Why not? And uh, I figured, you know, let's do it. Let's get connect with the community once more. Let's get some questions rolling in. Uh, I see Thor, the Dan. I see Saif. What's happening? Good to see you guys as well. And uh, like I said, let's do a live session and um, See what the Barça community is feeling ahead of this Barça-Porto. It's a big one, folks. It is a very big clash indeed as the focus shifts back on the Champions League after uh, another massive disappointment in La Liga. My goodness. Whew, what a season this has been so far. It's uh, not been pretty, that's for sure. Another massive disappointment. Uh, in the domestic league once again over the weekend saw Barca drop points this time against uh, Rayo Vallecano it's not like we weren't warned Rayo has been uh, a thorn in our thigh is that what you say a thorn in our thigh I don't know uh, and uh, they you know god damn it I mean you can't say it wasn't deserved the win Despite all of the polemicas, the controversy, which we're going to get through, uh, or the win, I should say, the draw was a deserved draw. The team still is not playing uh, anywhere close to where we want this team to be, to where Xavi wants it to be as well. And it's just, it's a strange one, man. It's a strange season. It's a depressing one. 
quite frankly, it's uh, the churro sessions are difficult to do sometimes to muster up the motivation to come on and listen to um, my good friend and uh, Madridista counterpart do these introductions. And, you know, you see the header right here. You see it, right? La Liga lost. I mean, that is the sentiment right now. I think, you know, already at the beginning of the season did I feel that this year it was going to be Madrid's for the taking and Barca's for the losing. Uh, Barca's for the... And, and uh, <laughs> I, think, I think I'm saying that right. And, uh, you know, in the first few match days that became more evident and more clear with the passing of each match day uh, and each minute, you know, and... Uh, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, bust out the violin and talk about uh, all the injustices that we are having to deal with. But quite frankly, it's it is the case. It's the truth. And I've said it before in the podcast, it's an undeniable truth and also one that I think, you know, you're doing or we're doing as Kules a bit of a disservice if we're not pointing it out. Um, because with the passing of each match day, we're seeing time and time again how we're being wrongly done by and how clear penalty calls are just not going our way but anyways let's get into it um saif hadid good to see you too my friend i see uh, on your profile picture that the family is well thor as well thank you uh, for joining this live live stream live scream uh it's uh, an improvised one so uh let's see if we're getting more viewers joining or if it's just going to be uh, a bit of a rant a bit of a monologue as um like i said we're going to preview this barça porto but of course we need to start with what took place over the weekend uh barça or a rayo barça i should say we walked away with a draw and uh thank goodness or good riddance uh you know that we will have the possession yes that we have most of the chances i mean i guess um i'm just pulling up the stat sheets now but you know the feeling that i got th throughout the entirety of the match was like it was it was just ugly man it's ugly i i for the life of me i i, I don't know why or how it's possible that this team has how should i put it has is unable to even come close to playing that we played uh last season you know it's it's we're just not able to it's just this team right now is incapable of uh putting together the energy the motivation um the ability you know to muster up even like half of a decent uh, image that we saw last season and mind you a lot of the focus last season was on the defense I'm not saying that offensively we were an absolute powerhouse creating chances after chances it has to be said that last season defense without a shadow of a doubt was what won us the championship and uh, you know reconquer the La Liga trophy which was massive I mean it was a, a huge achievement a massive achievement for uh chavi um in his first you know full season in charge with uh, the first trophy that was won in a post messi era with the mark andre ter stegen that was you know stratospheric uh, playing at a, a at an 
incredible level uh just keeping out everything uh from the back of the net setting records not just in the domestic league but also in the, in the top five uh european competitions and uh our defense you know with in particular ronald araujo kunde and andreas christensen uh coming together as a trio as the the trident the threesome call it what you want you know they were just three pillars in the back add to that and alejandro balde that uh, last season was phenomenal and this season continues to execute and play at a very high level there's just something wrong there's something missing uh defensively you know there's something that is not quite there of course we had to deal with the injuries once more from ronald araujo uh, although he is back now let's knock on wood um, because with the way the season is going we need all the good fortunes and um superstitions to go our way uh, so let's hope that the central uh, Uruguayan central defender, you know, stays healthy uh, as Kunde and Balde, of course. But um, it's these lapses of concentration that really worry me. You know, we saw it against Granada. We've seen it re on, on, on several occasions. I want to pull up the highlights. Let me see if I could. Uh, can I be cheeky and maybe I can try to uh, get the highlights playing here as well. Uh, on the stream i know we're gonna get demonetized but hey when <laughs> has a little demonetization ever stopped me from uh doing something naughty and committing a little copyright violation why is this not popping up hold on let me let me let me try to be a little bit creative and so you're not just looking at my face in the meantime let me go over i see comments are raining in man good to see you uh saif is saying it's not lost, Diego, too early to judge, bro. Saif, thank you for joining the chat. Thank you for your comment. After this stream, I would like you to stand in front of a mirror, look yourself dead in the eyes, and be very truthful, and ask yourself this tough and uncomfortable but relevant and necessary question, is this right now a championship team? And I think if you're being critical enough and honest enough with yourself the answer is very evident and very straightforward and the answer is no at least that's what i hear when i look at myself in the mirror and ask myself that question especially when you compare that to real madrid that is you know continuing to pick up points and threes uh at free will uh, and without much of uh, an effort you have to say you know and 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 I brought up the uh, the R word, um, and you know whether I will bring him up. I mean, I will bring it up because certain refereeing decisions in this Rayo game have to be mentioned. But you know, the refereeing decisions are going their way as well. With uh, regardless, if if uh, Real Madrid TV want to continue to put referees under pressure and 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 pump out those videos, uh, you know whatever they are doing over there in the white house uh for los blancos their strategy is working because they are getting uh, very favorable calls uh and of course they're also just playing better uh, i mean that that has to be said that it, it's it's pretty plain and simple you know uh, under the leadership of uh, bellingham and uh, it's not like they don't have injury issues themselves neither with Vinny now out and chuameni having uh, uh suffered an injury camavinga of course as well uh, militao and, and and courtois 
they're still executing uh, at a higher level and being more efficient than Barca is at the moment. And, and, and that's just, uh, es una obviedad. Es una puta obviedad. It, it, that's just stating the obvious in, in, in my uh, in my perspective. Um, so, yeah, sorry guys. I'm going to get to more of your comments. I love that the comments are already raining in. That that helps me a lot. So keep the comments or questions going. Thanks for your questions. We're going to get to it. Let, let me stop procrastinating. Let me stop trying to be fancy and just get to uh, the nitty gritty, like I said. Let's get to the meat of the bone. Let's get to the meat and potatoes and uh, talk about uh, the current state of Barca. Look, the performance against uh, Rayo was was god-awful. It left so much to uh, desire in terms of uh, play. It just wasn't at all. Uh, it, it's just not, we're, we're not in an ascending, you know, triangle formation, let's say. We're not on an uptrend. Uh, right now, I would say that the progress of uh, this uh, project under Xavi is very much linear. It's uh, unfortunate that uh, we're not able to produce, you know, the same, not even moments of brilliant football that we saw last season. Uh, I have to struggle right now. I mean, I would say probably the game against Betis, it's quite obvious, uh, or the game against uh, Royal Antwerpen were the two best performances. Uh, actually, that's, what else was it? I mean, look, the first half, the first 60, 70 minutes against Real Madrid, I thought were uh, very muy dignos, very, uh, uh, what's the word, dignant is not the word, very, uh, I'd say it was up to par, okay, uh, in the Clásico, but, but so many games, and we're, I'm going to get through some of the results in a minute here, have just left, uh, they've just... It's, it's, it's just been bad. It's just been bad. It has not been good. You know, I've, uh, as a lot of you know, I've, uh, well, uh, work or worked for Barca as a presenter. And recently uh, I've been doing, again, some work there. Uh, some of the work that I was doing was calling the games for a new platform that Barca is going to come out with uh, called Barca One. Uh, I think you can expect that around January. Anyway, needless to say, I had to uh, play catch up, so to speak, and uh, do all like call all of the games that we played so far this season. So uh, starting with, uh, actually, I didn't have to do Barca Getafe. Uh, ex-colleague did that, but I did Barca Cadiz, Barca Villarreal, Barca Osasuna. Obviously, they were not all home games, but I did uh, the games against Betis, Antwerp, Vigo, Mallorca, Sevilla, uh, Porto I didn't do, I did Granada, and I did Athletic Club, and uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, and the Clásico, and Real Sociedad, and Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> so I did do a lot. And, uh, well, looking over the results now, while my screen fucking goes blank again. Jesus Christ. Man, the uh, technical gods are not on my side today. It's just it's, it, it's just not been good. You know, uh, Cadiz, we managed to concede right off the get-go. I think it was the quickest game or the quickest goal conceded in La Liga history, if I'm not mistaken. 
uh, or at least that I can remember. And like that, we had we've had we've seen so many lapses in concentration. You know, you feel like the concentration levels just isn't there. Uh, you feel like the team is just disconnected, and whether it's Xavi's message that is not landing, or whether it's the players themselves that are just mentally, you know, unwilling or unable to play with an intensity that is needed to get the games over the hump, but also, you know, play with a purpose, play with a sense of urgency, man. Do it. What is going on? Like, I understand that Virus FIFA is a bitch, and it, but it plagues all teams or, you know, all big teams. Why is it that every time we come back from an international break, you know, this team just looks a shell of themselves, man? Um, and I, the thing, you know, the, the annoying thing is, I already was walking into the Rayo game knowing exactly. Like I felt like I could have written that script. I knew that we were gonna drop points. I knew it. I was hoping we weren't, but I knew that this was gonna be a game where I was like, it's gonna be a write-off. Fuck this. And it disappoints me, man. And it's time and time again. You know, again, I'm going over the scores here. Uh, and I, I, sorry, I mentioned the game against Cadiz. I meant the game against Granada, of course. The game against Cadiz was one. Uh, if I remember correctly, that was late in the game. But then it was, you know, Villarreal. Okay, you, you're like, fine, Villarreal. Uh, at that point in time, Kike Setien was still sitting on that bench. Kike Setien, of course, knows Barca well. Uh, I don't know about, you know, inside out. Uh, not just because of his time here, which was obviously very short-lived, but you know he studied the Barca way. He is a big admirer of Johan Cruyff. So there you could argue, well, you know, Villarreal, an offensive team, but they could have been up multiple goals. I mean, you know, it was thanks to a fluke, really, like two chances that Barca managed to be maximum like display maximum efficiency that allowed us to get that what was a two goal cushion that eventually they drew level and once more it was you know thanks to persistence and 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 sheer grit and determination that in the end we walked away with a very narrow victory but there are moments in that game where you're just like you know what is going on here then it was Osasuna El Sadar again a ground that is Traditionally, always a tough ground for all the big teams in particular. We walk away with a very valuable two-to-one uh, two victory. Um, but it was a hard-fought match. I kind of like, okay, there again, because of it's El, it's El Sadar, you kind of throw your hands up and you say, well, you know, those are these are the kind of games that win championships. I understand that this team cannot play like we did against Betis, where we walk away with a 5-0 victory every single game. But then it was like, okay, 5-0 against Betis, bang, vamos, this is what we want to see. 5-0 against Antwerp, fine. Uh, you know, obviously a team that is not up to our standards, but, you know, those are the games that you want to win with those kind of goal margins. And, you know, Joao Felix, who, of course, at that time uh, was getting uh, his groove his groove on massively, uh, already against Osasuna, making his debut, then Betis, then Antwerp as well, as well as Joao Cancelo. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the Barça-Celta de Vigo debacle. The comeback, what was that? Like the three-goal comeback in like eight minutes. 
It's like, okay. You know, when Madrid win those games, everybody loses their shit and they talk about the Espiritu de Juanito. So it's like, okay, good, good. Well, we, we showed that we have that same fighting spirit, but Jesus Christ, let's, let's not let that happen again. Disappointment against Mallorca. Two all. Massive disappointment. Uh, Mallorca that was down to 10 men, if I believe. Let me click here. What was late in the game? Here. Right. Uh, Mallorca that went up 1-0. Eventually, Rafinha late in the first half equalizes. Prats puts them up. And eventually, the youngster Fermin Lopez uh, allows us to walk away with a draw. But again, quite frankly, a game that, you know, you don't walk away from that feeling good, feeling convinced, feeling like after Betis, after Antwerpen, after, you know, a bit of a miracle against Delta de Vigo, like we're, we're taking two steps back again. Then the game against Sevilla. Yes, we pick up a win, but it was a goddamn own goal from Sergio Ramos from all people that allowed us to pick up the three points. What else did we do in that game? Not much. Then... The narrow victory against Porto in the Champions League. You're like, okay, it's 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 Porto. It's away. I'll take it. Granada. Two all. Concede goals like right off the get-go. Like in, in, in the first minute. And I think they came out uh, and scored in the... Uh, oh, no, that's not that game. But but to be to be fair with Brian Zaragoza, he, he, he had I mean, two killer goals. That's the, the second goal that he scored. I mean, he outplayed Jules Koundé like as if he was goddamn Leo Messi or something. That was insane. Uh, but yeah, we had to come back from two goals down, right? And of course, we were robbed. Yes, we were robbed. And we, yes, we have been robbed uh, so many times, so many times, so many times so far this season. Um. But I just don't want to have to depend on refereeing decisions, especially not after this whole goddamn Negreda gate. To, to you know, the referees are not are, are clearly not going to call shit in our favor. Not even when we when it, it smacks you as obvious in the face, like the goal that should have stood against Granada, where uh, Joao Felix Joao Felix scored the three two uh, right at the end, and they called an offside on Ferran Torres, I believe it was right. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we're seeing the biggest double standards, the biggest hypocrisies uh, than, than, than that I can remember in recent years in La Liga, where you know calls for Madrid are you know handballs that are handballs. In our case, it's not a handball. When it's not a handball, it is a handball. It, it, you know, offside against us is not an offside. In other games, it, penalties against us are, are are not called. And the same play are they they are penalties in other games. It's just it's ridiculous. But I don't want to have to depend on it because uh, clearly you know. Florentino Perez, Perez's calls to Rubiales when he was still in charge uh, and the complaints of Angelotti as well to uh, the, um, at the coaching uh, meeting and to the refereeing committee, it's, it's resonating, right? I mean, at the start of the season, Angelotti said, I don't want to, I hope the referees don't use VAR that much anymore, and they're not. Tebas, Javier Tebas himself said, there are, ha habido un antes y un después, 
de la llamada de Florentino Pérez. There's been a before and after of Florentino Pérez call to uh, Rubiales to talk to complain about the refereeing, um, you know, the refereeing system. Um, also, like demanding that that the government steps in to like clear up and to handle this the the, the refereeing uh, the state of the refereeing. Uh, decisions or the, the state of the referees as a whole in, in the, the Spanish Football Federation and the Spanish Tough Flight. And it's clearly resonated. I mean, his messages have clearly landed because, I mean, it's just, it, 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 they've had a flawless season. Uh, if Kian was here, he would come, you know, he would probably be, uh, bring forth some cases where Madrid have been hard done by. But if you compare that to what Barça have had to deal with it's just it's it's night and day. The point being is that um, I don't you know clearly we cannot depend on the help of uh, the referees to get any calls right. So it all comes down to Xavi. It all comes down to the players, and uh, it's it's just been it's not been enough. I'm going to continue. Barça Athletic Club, Marguiu coming to the rescue late in the second half. To salvage us a point. Uh, Barça Shakhtar Donetsk. 2-1 win. A game that Shakhtar Donetsk could have easily tied. Easily won. Easily. At the Camino. Or, uh, forgive me. Uh, the Luis uh, Compañe Stadium. Shakhtar Donetsk. You know, Barça had a two-goal cushion. Foot off of the accelerator. Job done. Shakhtar was like, sweet. They had a handful of ten- uh, chances. A ton of chances. Uh, the Clásico, like I said, 60-70 minutes of Barca dominance. Translates into what? One goal uh, for Barca to then conceding two goals from Real Madrid. A fantastic Bellingham getting a brace. A great goal that I think Ter Stegen could have done better with. Uh, the shot outside of the box. And then some uh, very questionable goal, or uh, defending rather, uh, allows them to get to 2-1 and, and walk away with the goddamn win. Real Sociedad Barça, we walk away with three points. You go back and watch that game and tell me how on earth Real Sociedad wasn't up. Not one, not two, but three goals to nil after four minutes of play. Three goals they could have scored and should have scored but didn't score after four minutes of play in the first half. And Barca walk away with the three points thanks to, who was it? I think it was yeah, well, Ronald Araujo that got the header um, or the goal. I, don't know, I think it was a header. And uh, through sheer miracle, allow Barca to walk away with three points. You're like, ah, oh, okay, okay, good, good, good. The Clásico didn't affect us that much. This must have been, you know, a little bit of a, a relief and breathe some confidence as we head into the... Champions League match day four away against Shakhtar Donetsk. We've been warned. We know that this team means business, despite uh, you know them being a, a humble Ukrainian side. Uh, they're playing in Germany away from their home stadium. They win one nil. We play quite possibly the worst game of the season. They win one nil and deservedly so. Barça Laves. We went to one uh, impressive win. Not at all, not at all, uh, to be quite frank. 
let me just have a look at the scores again because right now oh right it was the the Lewandowski brace eventually the penalty <coughs> that allow us to get the three points but again we concede in the very first minute it was like groundhog's day it was granada all over again it was real sociedad all over again it was barça on the back foot all over again and alavés taking uh, the one goal uh, advantage we had to wait all the way into the second half where lewandowski eventually got his two goals and allowed barça to win uh, but 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 pfft, leaving me you know absolutely just 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 feeling completely indifferent, uh, not to say demoralized about our performance. Then it's the break, we come back, and it's the Rayo de Baco, one all, and here we are. Uh, uno a cero y gracias, or empate a uno y gracias, as they say here. It was a draw, and, and, and thank you very much, because uh, it was a game, quite frankly, that, that we should have, could have, uh, and would have lost if it weren't for... Uh, just the, the, the wee fortune that was on our side that day. But uh, we're now fourth. 14 matches played in La Liga, mind you. Uh, 31 points. We're tied with Atletico, where an Antoine Griezmann is just, you know, ripping, you know, he's killing it. He's having a great season. So I'm happy for Antoine and uh, for all the colchoneros that are maybe joining this uh, stream. But it's... Uh, you know, of course, and mind you, they have one uh, game uh, in hand, so they've played one game less. 31, tied with Atletico. 35 points for Girona, who are tied with Real Madrid, who are now uh, battling for first and second. What a fairy tale story that is for Girona. At least one Catalan side here is, uh, you know, doing justice to, uh, to Catalan football, because it's certainly not Barca. And, you know, it pains me to say that. Anybody that knows me that is uh you know been following the whether it's d-spot or churros knows that uh, i'm a full-fledged diehard culé hasta la medula you know since birth and that's never going to change but uh things do have to change for xavi and these players and quickly because uh looking at what is ahead you know we've got porto next tonight in a few hours where we can hopefully walk into the knockout round for the first time in like what is it two three years uh that would be nice wouldn't it to go back into the knockout round of the champions league and do so uh comfortably with flair we're right now tied with porto so we're fighting it out battling it out for one and two spot uh, that's not to say that Shakhtar is still in the mix Antwerp is out of it, of course, no points for them, but uh, Shakhtar sitting with six points. It, you know, we could still get knocked out of the Champions League at this point with uh, just uh, two matches to be left to play. And uh, I don't want to, you know, no quiero pecar aquí. I don't want to commit the commentator's curse, but uh, it's a reality. It's, it's the truth. So uh, let's hope that tonight we see... Barca take a commanding victory, a convincing one at that. And see, let's hope for a dominant, a dominant performance because we need it. The team needs it. The fans need it. Uh, you know, the fan base. I mean, um, I'll take myself as a as, as a representation because I'm not much uh, for Barca Twitter so, or, or, or 
you know, and I think that's that's kind of where you would get a good sense of what the fan base is feeling. But uh, if uh, if I speak with friends, I mean, we're all demoralized, we're all downtrodden at the moment, and uh, you know, the games are coming hot and fast, dude. Like I said, it's Porto tonight over the weekend on Sunday. Hello, guess who's rolling? strolling through town it's the hottest team and one of the hot teams of la liga right now atletico de madrid and if you think you know that is a big bone to chew it's possibly arguably the hottest team in la liga that is uh, following atletico de madrid and that's girona so we have the colchoneros coming up after porto is the one-two punch between the third and second spot uh, as we have to face Girona after that. Then it's the final game away against Antwerpen. And then we're over La, La uh, Mestalla. And we know how difficult the games against Valencia traditionally always are. A Valencia side that is now sort of floating uh, in no man's land, if you will, around the mid-table. Uh, but they take these games against Barca with utmost seriousness. And so should we. Because it's, uh, like I said, is traditionally always one of those classic uh, domestic games in La Liga that are marked red on your calendars. Then it's Almeria, Las Palmas, Osasuna in the uh, Supercopa de España. So we also have to focus on that. How many games are we going to play this time in the Super Supercopa before uh, finishing off the month of January with, uh, of course, the, the at that point in time, officially the second half of La Liga season will be underway as we face uh, Real Betis, uh, like I, or sorry, let me take this by uh, chronological order here. Osasuna, Real Betis, and Villarreal before facing Osasuna again uh, in La Liga. So it's Osasuna in the Super Cup, then Osasuna in La Liga. Anyway, uh, it's La Liga, folks. It's uh, you know that's the season. It's it's uh, now as of now the the uh, going is going to get tough. Is that what you say? The going going is going to get tough. I don't know if you say it like that, but you understand what I'm trying to say. It's you know, there's just no slowing down now at this point. Uh, and I, quite frankly, I I need to see you know a shift in mentality. I, I think a lot of it is mental. I think a lot of the uh, this 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 lackluster performances, these these performances that that you know just ooze out. Uh, whether it is a lack of confidence, whether it is complacency, I don't know what it is, but I think it's more mental than physical. And that's not to say that, of course, this team hasn't had uh, its own physical issues and problems, given the fact that, you know, Pedri has been missing for most of the season so far. Frankie de Jong has been missing. Uh, Lewandowski has been missing. Kunde, Araujo, uh, you name it. Who else has been out? Andrasei Lewandowski, uh, uh, Mark andre Ter Stegen. Uh, now, of course, Gavi is out for the rest of the season. And that, that is, quite frankly, what worries me the most. Besides Gavi's skill and his importance as a midfielder and, and his influence on the game, it's, it's, it's his energy, it's his personality, it's his character, it's his attitude. That, I think, is what we're going to be missing the most and what we need the most because mentally we're just not there all right man let me get to your questions i've got uh my son's sick downstairs so i i want to tend to him as well i had to pick him up from school as uh my wife went to uh went to uh, pick up our daughter from school so uh i want to get to your questions mahan saying so your respect for you like i said mahan thank you so much 
you know, drop your questions in the in the commentary box, and I'll get to your question. All the respects to you back, you know, to anybody. Like I said, Dispot Churros is a place for all, for all races, religions, genders, club lovers. Uh, as long as we can get on respectfully, you're, you know, everybody is more than welcome here. Um, but enough saying, it was lost already when Madrid had golden stripes. What golden stripes? What do you mean, Pranav? Golden stripes on the shirt. Anyway, so he's saying, serious question though. Uh, on paper, Barca has the most balanced squad. Sure. Uh, although, well, I mean, really? I think we could argue that. Uh, you have players in all positions with decent backups. Yeah, I mean, that was... Uh, that was, of course, uh, one of Chavi's big, big mm, demands, requests when the season started was to have two players for each position. But uh, Pranaf is saying, uh, with the uh, exception that being a striker, Lewandowski, who is not firing, well, but of course now, uh, Victor Roque, Victor Roque, he's going to come in in January, so he'll be... Hopefully not just the backup. Hopefully he'll be put uh, Lewandowski on the bench and also quiet the Pol Polish uh, striker a little bit. Quiet him down a wee bit because uh, I do not like uh, his... I have not been liking his attitude. I've been vocal about that on this podcast. Uh, is this only an injury issue, Pranaf is saying? You mean with Lewandowski not firing? No, I don't think it's an... Uh, an injury only issue i think it's an attitude issue as well for him now i i have been also fair i think to the barca number nine and say that he should have been um sought out more you know on on on, on multiple occasions not all i don't think in a lamina mal situation he should have behaved like that because uh I understand why Lamine, you know, went for glory himself. Uh, but on other occasions, I'm like, well, yeah, you know, a pass to Lewandowski in a certain situation would have maybe been a better option. So I can understand some of the frustrations maybe that he's feeling. But uh, I don't think that ever justifies uh, his, his behavior, let's say, uh, that we have been seeing or his criticism is, is very open and an outward criticism towards Xavi you know like I said I mean who the hell are you to talk to a football mastermind like Xavi who in my view in my eyes was a better player than you have ever been so um, <laughs> going in pretty hard against Lewandowski man because yeah I don't know I don't know I've, I just, again, it might be my pessimistic state of mind at the moment, but I just feel like this is not going to end well, right, with, with with Robert. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, but enough of saying uh, Xavi, or does Xavi need to step it up in the game? Well, look, uh, of course Xavi needs to step it up. There's absolutely no doubt about it. If you guys haven't seen our conversation, our interview with Andrea Orlandi, that was for patrons, but, uh, you know, I was very vocal about my concerns as well. Uh, not just on the team, but also on Xavi saying, look, you know, some of the substitutions uh, of Xavi at times have been questionable. Some of the tactics as well. For example, I mean, Robert Lewandowski, again, putting him in 
in the classical I felt was 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 wrong 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 uh, I felt that keeping Ferran would have been the better option um, and like that you know there've been other moments where I think that uh, the you know Xavi yeah he has a lot of improving to do some soul searching maybe as well because uh, I think that um, it's it's it we're not seeing the same Chavi that we saw last season. I think that's 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 fair to say. I think we're not seeing uh, you know last season we had the Clásico. We had some very very good performances, and uh, both in the league in in the uh, Super Copa, Super Copa as well that we 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 saw this team execute some brilliant football and, and so far this season I just haven't seen it man and and I know like I said we just went over all the games you know game against Betis and the game against uh uh Antwerp or or even in the Clásico you know, it's just not enough it's it's not consistent enough we're not seeing you know a gradual improvement uh, in, in, in the team's ability to execute Xavi's plans. And, of course, we need to shed a critical eye as well on Xavi with that regard. Uh, Nazmul Shoba, Diego, love your content. Keep it up, man. Thank you so much. I, I should do this more, these live streams. It's nice to get your questions in, uh, you know, as we're treading along here. I, I, I have neglected my YouTube channel because all my focus is just on churros, you know, anytime I come out and stream, it's just uh, my focus is on churros. So, uh, and make sure that you follow us as well from time to time when I can and have the inspiration. I clip up uh, some clips, I chop up some kit clips, I, I cut up some clips and I put them on the churros social media handles. So, uh, yeah, follow us there, man. Follow us there, but, but keep an eye on this channel, you know, subscribe if you haven't already to D-Spot because... Um, you know, I might just uh, I might just do these more often as well, and maybe about other topics as well. I don't know, but I know same video stuck. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I was having some clear technical issues. Uh, Dan Mai saying, "What about the concerns about the Gumnow project?" Well, uh, do we, you know, do we need to be concerned about that? Uh, what do you mean exactly? Are you talking finances? Are you talking structure? Are you talking, uh, you know, some of this, uh, the quote-unquote investigation that uh, has taken place where apparently some of the workers are underpaid or overworked? Uh, it turns out that the same thing happened at the Bernabeu, but, you know, don't count on uh, any of the local press, neither Catalan nor Madrid press, to uh, write any bad publicity or articles about Real Madrid because... Again, this is not a conspiracy. Florentino Perez has got a massive stronghold on the national media, and everyone is just too shit scared to, you know, say anything against uh, the most powerful man in Spain at the moment. That is uh, Don Florentino Perez, and that's no conspiracy. That's not me saying that. That's Javier Teba saying that. I'm quoting the president of La Liga and also member and fan of Real Madrid. So. Take his word for it. Uh, am I concerned, though, about the Come Now project? No. I'm, I'm excited for it to get done. Uh, I hope that it will get done in a timely manner and uh, in an efficient manner that will 
cover, you know, or, or abide by the plan and, and therefore, you know, the, the, the financial plan for it as well. I, I think it looks stunning. It's going to be beautiful. We've always had, uh, since the inauguration of the come now, what was it? Some 15, no, 50, 60, 70, was it now? 70 something years ago, 75 years ago. Um, the inauguration of the come now, is that, is that right? I think it's around that. Um, we've had the biggest stadium in Europe and we're, it's going to be bigger, it's going to be better, it's going to be more glorious and it will outshine the Bernabeu in my opinion uh, for sure the Bernabeu or should we call it uh, La Lata de Sardinas the sardine can that is the Bernabeu now uh, come on guys I, I, I have to uh, Prick you a little bit, right? I got, I gotta stick it to you a little bit. Uh, Br saying, "Think we got you back now?" Okay, good, good, good. Thank you. Uh, Tanmai saying, "Real Sociedad match was the worst of the lot. It was brutal. It was, it was brutal. I mean, it, and it's no exaggeration, neither. When I say Real Sociedad, Imanola Guacil executed a game plan where they could have been up three goals after the opening five minutes." No exaggeration. Go back, look at the game. Marco Andre Ter Stegen keeps us in it, uh, has some amazing saves. And, uh, you know, on another day, we would have conceded three goals in three minutes, you know, hands down, for sure. If we did it against Granada, we did it against Alaves, that game against uh, Real Sociedad, how the hell they didn't score through the entirety of 90 minutes is, is uh, you know, something beyond my capacity of understanding um, because it's, yeah, it's unbeknownst to me as to how we walked away with three points because it was, it was awful. It was an awful performance. Fully agree. Uh, Tanmai is saying also, Chavi's had enough time and signings for him now. Um, yes, you know, his, it's, it's, it's now his second season in charge full season uh you know I, I i give him full credit for what he did when he took over from ronald kuman halfway through the season sitting in ninth putting us all the way up to second finishing off in champions league spots and then going on to win la liga you know he has more time for me to you know i'm still on the chavi bandwagon is what i'm trying to say i'm not jumping off of it um, you know, critical of 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 his is of what we're seeing of of his performance of the team team's performances and his ability as a coach, you know, or inability this season to to improve the team. So I'm critical of that, but he still has time and credit for me, you know, at least until the end of the season. So let's let's see how he finishes off the season. Uh, Pranav saying, "What is Barca's long term uh, Central, central central defensive midfield solution is it Romeo is it Gavi is it Frankie de Jong is it Nico Gonzalez we're going to play against tonight of course against Porto uh, will he come back or new signing like Vermeeren or anyone else uh, same for striker solution so in the beginning of the season I was really hyped with uh, Oriol Romeo and I was like it's the boy coming home story right one of the prodigal sons if you will, who uh, is from La Masia, uh, a key, key player in the system of Michel for Girona. And Michel, who without him, 
seems to work the magic uh, sufficiently to uh, not notice his absence. And Oriol Romeo, his participation for the team has gone from good to bad, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, he, you know, Xavi is not uh, putting him in the starting eleven anymore when he was like a fixed starter at the beginning of the season. Uh, so I, I, in the beginning, I was confident. I was happy with what we were seeing from him. I felt like he was confident. And that confidence is just kind of been slipping away and uh, fading with the progression and the passing of the games. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's a truth. So who's the long-term uh, defensive midfield solution? Mm, I don't think it's Nico. I did. I was hopeful that it was Nico, but seeing as he has not been able to, um, uh, you know, produce and perform for Porto neither, I, 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 my hopes are dwindling for uh, the great Fran Gonzalez, the uh, ex Super Depor player's son, Nico Gonzalez. Uh, physically so gifted, tactically I thought was gifted as well. I, I felt like his debut breakout season for the Barca first team was was really good uh, but with the passing of time it, it, it's, it, it seems to not be uh, he, he seems to not be that guy and uh, we'll have to wait and see man I mean for the remainder of this season you know I will like considering that Xavi is out I mean excuse me uh, Gavi is out uh, let's hope that that um, Oh, there's a, there's a an official Barca statement with the re, with regards to the uh, surgery that Gavi just had. So let me read that out while I, I pull this up for you. But uh, so in the absence of Gavi, I, I, I have no doubt that he will, you know, put Frankie de Jong or Gundogan in that position. Am I still here? Yes, uh, and that the, the the three pillars will be, you know, Pedri. Frankie Gundogan with probably, uh, you know, the German uh, midfielder in, in a more defensive position or, or Frankie, quite frankly. I mean, he could put either in that more defensive position, a position that I think both uh, or neither are necessarily uh, very comfortable in. But uh, it is what it is, right? Uh, they, they are your three best midfielders and you got to play them. You got to play them, and one has to be the sacrificial lamb and play as uh, you know defensive pivot because uh, you know Gabi isn't there, and then not that he plays in that position, but an Orio Romeo is just not playing. Uh, it's not up to par anymore for the moment. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Uh, in terms of new signings, well, you know, I, I would like to see more players being recruited from the, the, the Barca youth ranks, quite frankly. I wouldn't mind uh, Unai Hernandez or, you know, the German guy, what's his name, uh, Noah Darvid, Darvich, Darvich, even though the, these are, again, not naturally de central defense, defensive midfielders, but I, I would like to continue to see the promotion from uh, the Barca youngsters because we have some real talent there. And, um, you know, if we need to go, go to the market and uh, look for a transfer, you know, it has to be a player, the garantias, like a guaranteed 
the instant guaranteed successful defensive midfielder that that hits the ground running straight away and i don't know if barca have the uh say financial firepower to bring in such a, a player of guarantees of, of instant you know production uh, at the moment so so we'll have to wait and see uh tanmai saying labor and construction labor and the construction company so you're you're talking about the uh turkish firm um uh, what are they called? Limak. Uh, right. Well, you know, am I concerned about it? There's so many things to be concerned about, man. And, I mean, it seems like Darwin's theory of what can go wrong, will go wrong, is, is coming to fruition in seasons like these. Because things, it's just everything is being thrown Barca's way. Everything is sticking, you know, from the Negreda case to the injuries to now... Uh, all kinds of questions with regards to Laporta and his handling of the Barca affairs to now the, even the construction company Limac uh, reportedly doing some shady business. I don't know, but, but you know, I'm not concerned about it, man. I'm, I'm trying not to be anyway. We'll have to wait and see uh, what other news breaks. But, you know, go to uh, your YouTube channel called the Siempre Blaugranas because... Uh, that channel put out another report where they talk about the Bernabeu having very similar uh, conditions and circumstances and stuff with their construction company. Uh, of course, something that didn't uh, make the papers or make the press because, you know, the press here in Spain just hyped those kind of stories. The same as Villarejo, who, talk about, who talks about uh, him having clear-cut evidence and reports of Madrid paying referees uh, well before Barca ever did. But, you know, inshallah. Will we see that news break one day? Inshallah. Maybe one day. God willing. Pranav, last question from me. Give us your Madrid and Barca combined future 11. Future 11? Yeah, like what? Based on, on the team we have now? Or how far in the future, my friend? I mean, I, I don't know. You're kind of putting me on the spot here. Uh, let me go uh, to transfer marked. And I'll take this moment to uh, say as well that this will be the last question I'm going to entertain. As I uh, got to get back to fatherly duties. But so my the, the the future starting eleven. It's, again, it's hard to do, my friend. Like you're putting me very much on the spot. And again, I don't know by future you mean how far into the future. I mean, look, why don't I try to do? Uh, why don't I try to do you a favor or try to do this? The goddamn page would load. Ah. It's not loading. I don't know what's going on. Uh, my, I, I'll, I'll give you my favorite starting 11 at this point, okay? Uh, or future as in what I would like to see Gavi come out with for the game against Porto. Peñan goal. We don't have a choice. Cancelo. Araujo, Kunde, 
Valde in the back, Pedri, Gundogan, Frankie in the midfield, Rafinha. Do I want Rafinha? I guess you gotta go Rafinha, Lewandowski, and Joao. Or, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm such a big Laminia Mal fan that, you know, I'd put him in at any given occasion. But, I mean, this might be a very good moment for Rafinha to uh, state his claim and, uh, you know, I guess kind of uh, take the lead, if you will, lead by example. And uh, showcase his talents. All right, that's it, man. That's it. Pranav saying, let me help. Balde versus Fran. Taking Balde, man. Of course, Balde always. Uh, Barsar have come out and said that the intervention and the surgery that Dr. Juan Carles uh as uh, carried out as gone satisfactory obviously I mean what are they gonna say and and that's it <laughs> and that he's out for the rest of the season anyways man that's it that's it I, I, look I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this live stream make sure that you uh, subscribe to this channel D spot but also churros y tacticas uh, on Twitter on Instagram and TikTok as uh, and but more importantly more importantly uh, Patreon as well because we have another guest coming we had Andrea Orlandi join us a couple of weeks ago that was Churros y Invitados part one episode one we have guest number two ready locked and loaded and uh, I don't want to break the news yet who it is I want you guys to go over to Patreon dot com forward slash churros y tacticas subscribe become a patron because uh, really that is where the goodness uh, is being produced so uh, guest number two is ready to go make sure you don't miss out catch up on uh, Andrea Orlandi it was a fascinating hour and a half chat with the ex Barca player and Brighton star now La Liga TV and the Zone pundit uh, thank you guys all for joining thank you for your questions Pranav is saying great work, Diego. You're my least disliked culé. Uh, I take that as a compliment. So thank you so much. All the Madridistas that have uh, joined this chat as well has been have been respectful. Thank you guys for your comments and questions. And we will see you at the end of the week, Thursday or Friday, for another Churros for patrons only. Peace out, stay blessed, and Vizca Barça. Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.